This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. As always, I think, but particularly this week, I, I, I'm going to issue uh, Kerry a champion's uh, welcome to the Kerry Dixon Show. Uh, how are you feeling, mate? I mean, how, how good was that on Friday, mate? Yes, uh, I thought it'd be a tight game. It wasn't a classic, but uh, like they have done for most of the season, we got the job done. Um, you know, it, it was, uh, I don't know, it, it like I said in the show last week, uh, I kind of hoped it, it would be a draw. I mean, I wanted Chelsea to win, and we, you pointed out for the away fans and so on. You know, they had a great time, <clears throat> and of course, the players and the management did um, after the game on the pitch and so on when we won it. But it was just a case of, you know, Monday night at the bridge, uh, pouring with rain. Um, I just felt that was a little bit flat. It was meant to be a bit of a party atmosphere. It went a little bit flat. And I actually think that uh, the real party will be on Sunday, of course. Yes, indeed. And uh, I'm not only am I looking forward to that, but of course, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I, I totally agree with you, actually. I mean, it was, it, you know, I think I tweeted out during the game, typical, typical Tony Poulis side, really physical, niggly, stubborn, uh, I mean, in a sense, I'm not. I'm, I'm not for one minute complaining, Kerry. I mean, in a sense, that's kind of why I love the Premier League. It's that there are very few leagues, I think, that you know have that much honesty and integrity about them. Where a side with absolutely nothing to play for does its level best to try and beat Chelsea and stop them becoming champions. I mean, they were they were tenacious, weren't they? Yes, they were. Um, you know, different teams bring different things to the table and, you know, different grounds, different support and, and, and as you've already said, different games. They all uh, they all bring something different and that that, that is uh, why the, the Premier League, if you like, is unique. Um, you know, you get different atmospheres, you get different types of sides. You know, Arsene Wenger's gone on record this week um, going uh, on about possibly a, a little... West Ham's performance um, and allowing get beat four at home to Liverpool and and so on. And yet 
um, they managed to stop Tottenham. Um, it, it's strange how teams can perform certain ways, and you know that's the beauty of it all. You never really know what's going to happen. You know what possibly can happen, but you can't predict any particular score um, with a degree of certainty and expect it just to happen. And uh, you know that's why the best team wins, and the league placings are where they are. It's, it's all about consistency and. Um, Chelsea, as, I, as I've said many a time, and, and I, I believe we're, we're a goal or at least a couple of goals better than most of the teams this season. Yeah, and that was absolutely borne out. Um, but I think I think for, for most of us, I mean, <clears throat> you know, like many, I was, uh, you know, sadly I wasn't able to be there, but I was watching it on the box at home. And uh, Conte brings off Hazard, uh, which was a brave decision, I think. Brings on Batshuayi, and I thought actually, interestingly, he brought on Batshuayi to complement Costa, not to replace him. And of course, we've talked about this on the show that Batshuayi's, you know, uh, kind of favoured position is is really to play as a two up front, not as a, a lone striker. And lo and behold, he plays like a drain for three minutes and then scores the goal that wins us the title. You know, so I mean, how how pleased were you for Batshuayi, Kerry? Because you, you know what it's like, a lot of pressure on him, yeah. wasn't there? Um, you know, you go, you, you talk about pressure, David. You think, you know, pressure on him. Um, he had nothing to lose, really. He's going on. It, it was a no brainer. He hasn't had a lot of game time. <coughs> Pardon me. And, uh, he hasn't had a lot of game time. And, you know, to score the winner, I, I, I would say pressure, but I thought it was wonderful for him. Um, you know, for someone like that to get that, um, memory, if you like, to his part of the season. Because when he picks up his winner's medal, he'll think, oh, look at my part. Every person looks and thinks, you know, I'm part of this squad. You know, we all added to it, even the fact being there, sitting on the bench and putting pressure on the players in, in play and so on. But, you know, you all think, well, what did I do? I remember I played about four or five games. I played seven or eight games. I played 15 games. Um, he's going to always remember he scored the goal that won us the title. And so from that respect, he, he, he's got his part and, you know, he'll feel he's done his bit, as as everyone has done. Um, I don't think there was an awful lot of pressure and I really do believe that, you know, Chelsea did want to win it. Um, Antonio Conte wanted, obviously, to win it on Friday. Um, so it proved. And he made the substitutions accordingly. Um, I, I'm happy for everyone in the squad. You know, some people finish the season strong. Some people finish the season not quite as strong. Um, but overall, there have been many, many good performances all over the field. And, and I include every member of the squad in that. So, for Batshuayi's uh, season, great. He's got his everlasting memory. I think spot on, actually, mate. I, I couldn't could disagree with any of that. I think when I meant, when I meant pressure, I really kind of meant that he's he's been under a lot of pressure, perhaps all season. You know, not being able to 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 kind of you know nail down a place in the side or dislodge Costa, which is understandable. I tell you what, though. I, I mean, this is a good question, perhaps. That I, I wonder what scoring that goal will mean for him, because of course he got to play against Watford. Uh, on Monday night, scored again. I mean, I have to be honest with me, one of the things that really impressed me most about him, perhaps you'd like to comment on this as well, was, you know, when he got hacked down by Prodal, and I thought his reaction to that, that's what I want to see in a player. He wasn't lying around crying, he was right up and in that guy's face. So there's clearly a bit of fight in him. Um, but I just wonder what that, that those couple of goals, particularly the one against West Brom, will mean to him going forward in his Chelsea career. Well, I mean, I don't know how long his Chelsea career or well, is yeah. going to be. I mean, no, no one can predict the future. Um, 
they talk about strengthening the side and they talk about players leaving and so on. Costa's obviously one real batch away get the opportunity with his goals um, to lead the team next year from the front. I, I, I don't know. Um, all he can do is just, if he gets the opportunity to play again, try and score a goal, try and put more pressure on the manager um, and do what he possibly can. Um, if not, he'll impress other people who'll be watching and be thinking, hold on, that guy never really got a chance at Chelsea. He might be able to do it for us. So I was quite impressed near the end of the season and so on. You know, it's all a player can do. Go on and play when you get selected. Um, and that's all he can do. Um, I would say uh, it would be a situation where Batshuayi um, has just got to do whatever Antonio Conte says and see what happens in the summer. As, as most of the players do. One thing I will say, they've all got to enjoy um, Sunday, which of course they will. I mean, JT's last game, uh, which will make it arguably as big an occasion this season than possibly any game. I, I, I don't know how you put that in context. You know, everyone will have their own ideas on that. Um, but they'll be presented with a trophy. There'll be the lap of honour. There'll be the, everything that goes on uh, in, the, in the context of the game. Um, and, and enjoyment is one. And, of course, we hope for a win, which is expected. Um, expected in the context of the two teams playing. But, you know, the season's gonna, the summer's going to be interesting. Who comes, who goes, who doesn't. Um, managers are already making comments about it's going to be tough for Chelsea next year. They've had it easy not being in Europe and so on. All the excuses coming out. Um, you can only do what you can do. And it doesn't necessarily follow, even though Leicester last year won the league, not being in Europe. It doesn't necessarily follow. I mean, I don't know what the stats are for years gone by. Most of the teams in Europe are the ones that have won the league. So, you know, you can spin it around, like I said last last week, spin a stat around however you want to do it. Um, well, I, I, I can... So I can, I can... I can lob this in there, Kerry, because I think those comments are coming from Arsene Wenger, and I think it was a bit rich coming from him, uh, you know, managing a side who can never make it really into the quarterfinal, when Chelsea over the last 10 years have been in seven Champions League semi-finals, two finals, and have won one of them, you know, and we were, you know, competing on more than one front in those seasons. So I think we'll be all right somehow, Mr Wenger. Yeah, I, I mean... Other people, other, he he was the main one, and you know you look at the Arsenal situation and so on. Um, managers always come up with excuses. I, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not an anti Wenger man, you know. I, I'm really not. I think he's for Arsenal. He's done brilliant since he's been here. <laughs> okay, last last few years from Chelsea's perspective, he's done great for Arsenal as well. Um, that's a little tongue in cheek comment, but um, <laughs> I, I really, yeah, I really do think that um, some of his comments are right, and managers have to protect yeah. their own. Um, interests and some of what he says has got a ring of truth I do believe it will be a bit tougher um, but, yeah, you, but you don't you don't build two squads you don't build a squad for the Champions League and a squad for the Premier League and a squad for the League Cup and a squad for the FA Cup and so on you, you know your squad is your squad you get on and play the games you play um, and the two teams that won it Leicester last year Chelsea this year have done it with a like I've said before a squad of or a mainstay of about 16, 17 players um, who have been the mainstay of the squad. And, and so if they had three or four, there's going to be competition for places. And, you know, I think the secret of it all is, is keeping everyone happy, you know, and buying players who are going to be told, listen, you're not going to play every game. You're not going to play every week. Bear that in mind and don't get in the hump and be part of the squad and be part of us. If you want to be part of that particular situation, then you're welcome to come to Chelsea. 
Um, but also, they've got to be good enough when they do play. Um, and then, of course, you get the situation whereby they'll be coming into the manager and going, um, I'm not playing enough, and so on. This is all about management, and this is what it is. Keeping the squad happy, keeping talented players who are not getting games happy within the squad. Um, results will sort it all out. And results, Mr. Wenger and co, will be the answer to it all. Mm. I mean, picking up on that, Kerry, I mean, you know, leading to, to Conte's role in this, really, I mean, uh, how how important has Conte been to this title win? I mean, how much of it is down to him, you think? Because, I mean, I, I know we've often talked about this and you say, well, you know, mate, you can have your systems, but ultimately it's down to the players. But, you know, I do get the feeling that this guy's quite special and he's made quite a massive contribution to it this year. I give great credit to Antonio Conte. Um, and mm. for the very reasons that I've just spoke about, it's about keeping mm. players happy and results is the outcome and the end product of everything. Um, and results are only obtained um, if the whole squad, including the management, including people off the field, including everyone in the club, are happy. And what you've got at the moment is a situation whereby the majority of people, if not all, in the club are happy. You know, he he turned a sour ship into, a, into something that is, has been, what it appears, plain sailing. You know, before it was... Uh, very rocky. It was uh, a situation whereby uh, it was being um, hit, taking blows left, right and centre. And, and he had to steady the ship. And he, he's covered and done it brilliantly We're, without making any issues in the press, without saying, I've spoke to this one, I've spoke to that one, I've sorted that out, I've, I've done this. He just did it. And results followed. And whether it was uh, by luck, whether it was by design, whether it was by... Um, his own genius, who knows? But he found a system that worked, stuck with it, worked at it, kept everyone happy uh, within what was happening and got a squad that won the league. So I give him great credit and I look forward to what he does next season with a bigger squad, more quality players, because I do believe there's going to have to be two or three extra quality players within, which will put more pressure on the players that do play and it'll put um, and it'll give uh, the newspaper men and uh, and the people on television and the pundits something else to talk about who's not playing each week because at Chelsea mm. they haven't had much of that who's not no. playing every week because it's a case of then why would you change it we're winning every week he has to, you know, I think, uh, done exactly that, actually. I think he's taken a lot, a lot of the drama out of it for us, and, and that's kind of good to see. I think somebody else, actually, you know, also deserves a bit of credit, and, uh, you know, that's our, I think it's our 14th uh, trophy under Roman Abramovich, and hopefully if we win the FA Cup, that'll be the 15th, which makes us pretty much the most successful side in England since uh, Roman bought the club. Um I mean, we do owe him an awful lot, don't we, Kerry? But I think, so, you know, really a bit of praise for Roman. But also, you know, you played for us up until 92. Did you? Could you ever imagine that you'd see the day when Chelsea would win five? Uh, I mean, I know we've won our sixth league title, but now our fifth Premier League title. Did you? Could you ever believe that you would see this day? Um, I hoped. Um, and I thought it was possible at the time. Um, and why not? Um it all depends, you know, when I say about people happy at the club and I talk about people and uh, a winning um, machine, if you like, or people for a, for teams to win 
it takes everyone to be happy. I'm talking from the top. Um, and the man at the top sets um, the protocol, if you like. He sets out what, how it's going to be, the blueprint to what he wants. Um, ultimately, my belief is, and I don't know, no, I've got no insight into this, um, is that he wants to win. And after winning, he wants to win beautifully and he wants to win the best way he can and be entertained week in, week out and to entertain everyone else. And uh, he's given Chelsea, with his money, the opportunity to do exactly that. Um, and it's not just throwing money at it. If he doesn't feel it's right, he's changed it. And he's proved time and time again he'll change it again if he doesn't feel it's right to get continuity. Um, how much credit do you want? You know, I give Ken Bates credit for the time that he was at Chelsea and for what he did over 20 years, bearing in mind the problems he had. Well, I'm going to give credit as well to Roman for the very same reason, not necessarily because of his problems, but he once again hasn't bailed out. He hasn't thrown his toys out the pram. He's, he's got rid of managers. He's, he's made unpopular decisions. Um, he's had words with players. Players have come and gone. But he stood there and, like the club, he's become part of it. He's, he's already etched in the history of Chelsea Football Club. And long may that be the situation because I think uh, when we, everyone was sceptical about foreign owners and people um, moving in and taking over you look at what's happened to some of the big clubs in England and you know with foreign owners not knowing what's going on and and uh, clubs I mean the mess at some of the clubs I'm not going to start naming them on here but everyone knows about the mess at some of the clubs this guy has given Chelsea supporters what they've craved for for years and uh, he'll always be commended for that. And uh, as long as he's enjoying it, Chelsea fans are enjoying it. And uh, it is a day I hope for and I'm glad I'm seeing it. And I hope to see it mm. time and time again in the future. Well, I tell you what, mate, it's certainly... Uh... He certainly put the lie to the, you know, all of the criticisms when he joined. Oh well, he'll get bored after a year or two, uh, you know, fourteen years, and he's still going strong. And, and as you said, long may that continue. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, eighteen plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) But where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. 
There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Um, very briefly, just to have a quick chat about the game, because amazingly enough, there was also a game on Monday, Kerry, after we won the title. Uh, unlike in America or golf, you don't stop playing when you've won the title. Um and we had a bit of a crazy game, didn't we? I mean, I know we talked about it actually last week about whether he would make changes or not. Um, and we kind of sat on the fence a bit, I think, and didn't think he'd make as many as he did. I mean, he made nine changes in all. Um, were you surprised by that? And I think more to the point, how, how did some of the youngsters who got a bit of a run out do? I mean, you know, who caught the eye in particular for you? Well, I wouldn't have said anyone caught the eye. I mean, it the headlines were written as soon as John scored the goal and, and made the yeah. header, you know. Um, that, that was what the game was going to be all about. Um, who caught the eye? I wouldn't have said anyone did anything spectacular. Um, not really. I thought it was, uh, it's 4-3. Everyone thinks it would be a classic. I thought, I still thought, I still think it was a bit flat. I've got to be honest, the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. The atmosphere... Something wasn't there in that particular game. I don't know. It was a spark. Something was missing. I, I, I can't put my finger on it. I think everyone did okay. We won the game. Um, it was okay. You can't say it was great defending with three goals at home. You know, you, you can't really say it was great attacking. It, you know, it was a 4-3 for me, non-classic. Um, I wouldn't have said... Anyone would be jumping about anything in the game. And that's a bit of an indictment, just the way I saw it. Um, perhaps you might say certain ones did okay, certain ones did great. In terms of saying to the manager, hey, look at me for next season, I, I wouldn't have said anyone, I'm afraid. Um, but I don't also on that front either think anyone did poorly. I don't think anyone stood out and I don't think anyone had a disaster. Yeah, I I wouldn't disagree with any of that actually, mate. And in fact, I think peculiarly and and perhaps you know quite pertinently, the the person that impressed me most uh, was was William again, who who perhaps actually you know in the shorter term possibly has has more to prove than some of those youngsters because he probably wants to get a start a start for that cup final. And I think he wants to remind Conte how good a player he is. And I I thought he was superb. The other thing that I was really chuffed about actually was. Uh, was that will to win. I mean, they could have easily just like said, oh, well, who cares? We won the title on Friday. You know, it, it's a bit of a mad game. But that that desire to win that game in the last 10 minutes, and I thought, again, Fabregas, like William, was superb, actually, when he came on and, and, and got that winner. And I thought that was quite revealing. Well, you know I'm a fan of Fabregas. And, you know, I really mm. hope that uh, he stays at the club. And I'm quite pleased that some of the noise is coming out of his camp or supposedly being aligned to his camp that he's quite happy to stay and be part of it um, because I think he's got an integral part to play and I think that he is as I say our most second our second most creative player I agree with you um, to a, to an extent about William um, I think it's neck and neck Pedro and William I really do I think you know both try when they go on and you know I don't see Conte changing that situation at all um, one is desperate for the nod and the other one is desperate when he's not playing. So, you know, you're going to expect great performances from both of them um, and and that's what you should have. Mm. Jose Mourinho, just going back to him, said he needed 22 players, two two men for every position. Um, well, certainly between Pedro and William, it doesn't make any difference because it seems both, both seem to do the job. 
whenever they're selected, and, and both do a great job. So, you know, certainly in that position, you can take one off and put one on, or, or leave one out and put the other as sub, and you're going to get a similar type, similar level of performance. So, um, yes, I, I agree with you, William. But then next week, maybe Pedro will come in and <laughs> he'll do exactly the same, score a weldy from somewhere. So, this is what's been happening pretty much all season. Mm, excellent stuff. Um, listen, we should, uh, you know, move towards uh, um, the game on Sunday, the last game of the season. Always for me. I mean, I know it'll be really happy in a party atmosphere, but always tinged with a bit of sadness for me because it's the last time I'll be at Stamford Bridge, you know, until August. Plus the fact, you know, we will be saying goodbye to some players, and of course, you did mention JT getting a run out from the start against uh, Watford on Monday, and of course, you know, this will. Most probably, well, it'll certainly be his last appearance at, at Stamford Bridge. Uh, it's going to be a very emotional day, and I, and I suspect it'll be much more about JT on Sunday than it will be the end of season uh, title winning party, Kerry. I mean, is, is that how you see it coming out? Well, you say his last appearance at Stamford Bridge in a Chelsea shirt you're talking about. Well, um, that's true. It could well you know, be, yeah. Uh, it, it, it would be interesting if he did come back in another shirt, and I'm sure he'd get a, a rapture or salvation if that indeed be is the case. Um, listen, I, I, I've already spoke volumes about the man. Um, I just hope he enjoys the day in whatever capacity um, he's selected to enjoy it in. Um, if he plays, I hope he has a world, he scores a hat-trick and we win 3-0. <laughs> um, Brilliant. If he doesn't play and he comes on the bench, comes off the bench, I hope he scores a winner. Um, all of them situations. I mean, it is his day. Um, yeah. Uh you know, we're going to, uh, he and Gary Cahill, uh, uh, um, my understanding is they're going to lift the trophy together. They're going to have their party. They're going to have their celebrations. And he's going to enjoy it. Um, it's going to be a very sad day as well uh, to say goodbye to, um, arguably, arguably again. And, you know, it just opens up the old, who's the greatest ever player and so on. But he's in the mix. Um, he's up there with all of them. Um, if he's not the best, then who is the best, and so on. But JT's right up there, and uh, he's been a man. He's been a he is captain leader legend for us. And uh, you know, it'd be strange not seeing that banner if indeed that is the case next season. Mm. Well, I mean, it is going to be sad. I think I, we were we were predicting on uh, on the, on the fan cast on Tuesday that there there might be a bit of blubbing. At Stamford Bridge, uh, maybe a tear coming from my eye, but we also kind of wondered whether he might start the game or not. And uh, we were, we were, you know, we remember when Drogba did the same thing a couple of years back that, uh, you know, he got carried off, didn't he, by the team? You know, he came off really early, and we we wondered whether JT might might start the game and be subbed on twenty six minutes or something like that. I mean, none of us know, but uh, it's certainly going to be you know, some day, I think, for all of us and for him. And uh, obviously, we wish him all the best. Um, but actually, there is still, still a game to be played, Kerry, isn't there? And, and you know, we still have something at stake. If we win on Sunday, then we break the record that I think that we set ourselves uh, of winning 30 games in a season. Um, so, I mean, how, how important do you think it is for the team and the club to do that? Um, Antonio Conte is a professional, um, even though he'll be aware it's JT's day. It's also uh, Chelsea Football Club have got one more game at home in front of their supporters where they'll get the title. He won't want it to be a damp squib. We've also got a cup final preparation um, and he will want to go in the cup final um, on the back of a win, a resounding win, hopefully, not in, on, into the cup final with a team that appears to have taken it easy, got beat by 
a relegated side at home and uh, with things to prove. And it just give us all that little bit of hope or a little bit more hope. No, he'll want to go into the cup final on a winning note and end the season on a high. Um, he'll be a professional and he'll select the team to win the game. And then he'll do all the celebrations for the league and that afterwards and start thinking about the cup final. That's, that's exactly what he'll do. Um, it's what he has to do. He's a manager of the club and the season for him and indeed the team hasn't ended on Sunday. Do you think Do you think he'll make many changes? I mean, do you think he'll make as many changes as he did against Watford on, uh, Watford on Monday? Um, I think I think there'll be a few changes, yeah. I mean, I, I, mm. I'm not going to try and predict his side. So he might make some more changes. Those that played against um, Watford, um, he might bring in one or two others. You know, Pedro, I would imagine he'd get a game. Um, to not play for two games and then possibly be selected for a cup final, um, if indeed that's the thinking. He'll have that in mind, the cup final situation, and he'll pick his team accordingly. Um, hmm. I, I'm not really sure. I, I'm, I'm pretty certain it, it won't be what you would consider the first 11. Hmm. Um, I don't think it'll be that. I think he'll pick his best at what he considers his strongest 11 for the cup final. And I think there will be changes, and I think there'll still be one or two youngsters. Which ones? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean it'll be it'll be really intriguing. I think it, it certainly will. I mean, how do you think it? You know, how how, how do you see it p- p- uh, panning out, Kerry? I mean, I, I would I would imagine nothing less than a win uh, on Sunday. I think three 0 uh, minimum. Mm. I think it could even be more. Chelsea get an early yeah. goal. They they get yeah. into the rhythm of things. Sunderland deflated. Um, yeah, I think it could be a, a, a bit of a landslide. I predicted that the other night, but I didn't predict it. I predicted the four, but not them getting three. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> Very uh, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's spot on. Yeah. So uh, I, I think we'll win comfortably whichever team we put out, and uh, we'll we'll enjoy the day and march on to the cup final um, with a winning mentality. Mm, absolutely. Well, I, I, you know, I'm with you. I, I, it could be, it could be a real hatful, but l- let's both agree on three nil and let, like kind of go halfway house on that. But I, I, I do think we're, we're going to finish with a win, whoever, whoever we pick. To be honest, um, there's just a, a, a little bit of time actually before before we uh, finish the show today. But of course, there's something going on on Saturday night, which both of you and I are going to, which I, I mentioned on the show uh, on Tuesday night, which is the. Uh, the launch of the new Eddie Mac, Eddie Mac book. Uh, and we, we had uh, a couple of the lads, Mark and Smithy, we interviewed them in a pub, would you believe, Kerry, a few weeks ago, which which provoked quite an interesting interview, as you can imagine, uh, which we've run this week. And uh, it's going to be an incredible, incredible evening because there's going to be about 300 of us lot there. Uh, but the entire squad from the Eddie McCready era, which is kind of 75 to 77, are going to be there. Uh, and a few of you guys. So there's you there. There's uh, well, I know there's you and Colin Pates there for certain, but there's a few others as well. Jason Cundy's hosting it. So it's going to be a cracking night, isn't it? Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's great, uh, these nostalgic evenings, um, when indeed they're put together. Dave Johnson, our mutual friend, organised or helped to be involved in the organisation of it, along with uh, various other people. And... Uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's good that Chelsea's history, and I'm talking about the older history, is still remembered by people like yourself. And, you know, and the, the people that turn up tells you all about it. You know, tells you, you say 300 people and, and you know, who's turning up for these situations. Um, it is wonderful that it's not forgot. Uh, and, yeah, it's there to be enjoyed by everyone. Um, 
I am looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing quite a few old faces and yeah. uh, some see some of the old pals again. Indeed, indeed. I mean, you know, the, one of the things that occurred to me actually earlier in the week, um, you know, I mean, it was kind of a really, I mean, I was a bit too young, to be really honest. My my era was really your era, uh, to be honest. Um, but uh, I've got a lot of mates who are a little bit older than me, and they absolutely re- revere that season. And, and, it, and it kind of struck me that there was something quite odd about it, because here we are, absolutely lording aside from 40 years ago for getting relegated and then getting promoted the next season, which strikes me as very Chelsea in a way. Um, but there was something about that side. Uh, and actually, I've always felt this, and I talked to a few of the older lads on the show at the week, and there is a similarity, I think, between Eddie McCready's side uh, that got relegated and came back, and of course, your great side that got relegated and then came back with John Neal. I mean, do you, do you see a similarity there? Well, we didn't get relegated with John Neal. Um, no, no, but you, you, you know what I mean. You came up in 83, 84. In case, yeah, oh, but came up, yeah. Got promoted yeah. with John Neal. Um, yeah, I wouldn't know the similarities in terms of um, style of play, who played and so on. Um, you know, uh, the team that played at Eddie Max, I, I mean, I know most of the names. Um, to actually say this, to see them and the style of play and do the comparison would be wrong of me because I... I I'd be guessing to a fair degree, but um, based on what I do know about the team, you know they played with a style. Eddie McCready mm-hmm. apparently was very quick. Um, they tell me he was as quick as anything, and you know a stylish player himself. Um, and he, he set out a team that you know played the way that he would do: um, good attacking football, and, and and gave Chelsea fans something which. Again, they've been missing since perhaps the Aussie and the Chopper days of um, 1970. So um, it's good. To make a comparison, I'd leave that to the older guys and I'd enjoy listening to what they have to say. Um, but <laughs> well, wrong me to actually make that. Well, no doubt, mate. I mean, because there'll be—I mean, you know—there'll be a lot of people very keen to talk to you on Saturday night. So maybe we can we can raise that topic with you on Saturday night over a, over some light refreshments, shall we say? Um, what one thing I would say, and I think actually this is something that you'll see and you you're, you're very well aware of, I know. But uh, I think if there is one similarity that I can think of between that '70s side and and the '80s side that you played in, is that huge, huge bond with the supporters, which still exists to this day. Uh, and, and it's no surprise to me that so many people are turning out for it on Saturday. And I think if we had one for your 83-84 team, you'd see exactly the same. There's a lovely bond between those two teams and us, the supporters, isn't there? Well, you know, if you if you ever look for complaints, and you, you know, if, you, if you're going to be niggly about things and you look for complaints in the modern game, um, it is the distancing from the supporters by the players, not necessarily by the players, but, you know, they're not told anything different. Um, it's the people in the hierarchy in and around them. I don't that, you know, they don't want people near the player. They don't want accidents. They don't want situations. They're scared of everything that might happen. Uh, a little bit of controversy might, you don't like this, you don't like that, access to players. Um, I think that was part and parcel of it, you know, which meant you enjoy the adulation, you enjoy the good times, but you endure some of the poor ones as well. And you, and you do have a right to explain situations to supporters and so on, um, not hide away and shy away and never speak to people. Um, I think, you know, why not be held to task if, if, if a situation, people say, what happened today, Mr. Lutton Gold? 
Well, yeah, I did, you know. Um, didn't mean it, but try harder next week and, and things like that, you know. Um, it, that, that's what creates the bond, being available, speaking to people, explain situations, um, explain it personally. You know, you don't have to have an interview with every supporter going and so on, explain every situation, but you know, comment here and there and so on. Um, these days, the distancing is one of the um, poorest situations, I feel, in, in football. Mm. Well, Kerry, that's a great way to, to end it on, uh, that, that bit of realism, but also acknowledging the bond that you lot have with the, the supporters. And, and thank you, as always, for being so available to us, as you have been for most of the season on a Thursday lunchtime. Um, I can't wait to see you and have a, have, a, have a beer with you on Saturday and enjoy what is going to be a cracking evening. And then, of course, uh, looking forward to the game on, on Sunday, the last game of the season uh, at Stamford Bridge before we play the FA Cup final, of course. But uh, until then, uh, Kerry, thank you so much, mate. Thanks a lot, Dave. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.